Well, welcome everyone to the the New York or the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host TJ. With me again, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he's always the same. That's me. And I got to say one thing. How come you can't even remember the name of our podcast? <laughs> you know what it is, Grumpy? I keep getting distracted by you dancing. And I Hold on. Before we even start, can we take a look at your wardrobe really quickly, Grumpy? Yeah. What's are, we, are we just going to completely ignore that? What's going on with this wardrobe, Grumpy old man? You've got here this Hawaiian colored shirt with a, with a Santa Claus hat on. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly right. You got a problem with that? I don't have a problem with it, but I just think it's kind of odd. It's definitely an odd combo, Grump. Not really. I think it's kind of cool. It's kind of eclectic. I kind of like it. <laughs> it's kind of what, Grumpy? Eclectic? E eclectic. Yes. Look it up. You guys like I... big words. Ooh, big words from DJ, right? He likes I... to use the big words. Look at you. What are you wearing? A damn T-shirt? I'm wearing an undershirt from work, Grumpy. I haven't oh, had a chance wow. to put on my Islanders apparel just quite yet. How long would it have taken you to put a shirt on? I mean, we're almost 10 minutes late getting into this podcast today because, you know, there was some breaking news, but at least you could do is put a shirt on. I'm surprised <laughs> you even have a shirt on at all, you know. As uh, long-time listeners know, TJ usually doesn't even wear a shirt. Well, I'll tell you one thing, Grump. I try to wear a, at least a shirt for all of the live streams. I will tell you this. We have had some breaking news, and I'm glad because I, it's it's big news, right? We've been wondering how things were going to look there regarding the roster, what the taxi squad was going to look like, grumpy old man. And actually, as we were about to start the podcast, breaking news came out, grumpy. And um, we're going to, of course, try to pontificate exactly what it means for the Islanders, who possibly fits in this taxi squad type of role. And I, I'll tell you this much, Grumpy. We there are definitely going to be some Islanders that have have a lot more to prove in this year's training camp and spring training than uh, than in years past. I think because again, this is the exact tweet here: the NHL and the NHLPA have an agreement, a 23-man roster with an 81 and a half million dollar salary cap. Everybody knew that was already coming, and this includes the creation of a four to six-man taxi squad. All 29 players, a maximum of 29 players, will travel and practice with the NHL team. Taxi Squad is paid full AHL salary. The CBA has been expanded to include more flexible emergency recalls. Grumpy okay. old man. So what it looks like is that they're going to essentially be the opportunity for, you know, I'll just use it for lack of better term, four to six players that could be healthy scratches that are going to be on this taxi squad at all times throughout the season. Well, um, actually, it's probably going to be more than that. Uh, you remember, you played four lines, three defense pairings, and maybe two 20, goalies. 20, 23 players. 23 players start. Okay, so you're going to have four to six and guys who are going to be scratched, but they're going to be with the team the whole time. The, the way to look at it is kind of like the NFL has the practice squad where you know they practice with the team all the time, and if they, they need it, they can bring guys up from the practice squad. So it's just kind of be, going to be like that. Yeah, and again, so now you're going to have that – I'm sorry, you're going to have that uh, that taxi squad on top of the players who are healthy scratched. So the player or two that's healthy scratched every game. So you're going to have – I mean, there are going to be players – there's going to be a lot to prove here this this spring camp, or I'm going to use uh, this training camp per se, grumpy old man. And I, I don't want to jump the gun, but initial reaction, initial take, grumpy old man, who do you think is going to compose of the players on our taxi squad? First of all, slow your roll, all right? I mean, you want to jump right into this. Well, it's different, right? We don't have Stump the Grump segment because Paige is in here, so we can't stump you. Where is Stump the Grump? Is it because Paige couldn't stump the grumpy old man that she decided to bail on us this week? Did she not? Could she not come up with a word that could stump the grumpy old man? I mean, <laughs> I'm really disappointed in her, to be honest with you. She's not I, a real team player. I gave her the uh, – the, the holidays off, but she's going to come back after the holidays with some real vigor, Grumpy. First of all, you don't run the show around here. I do. Okay? So you need to run everything by me. We're just living in a grumpy old man's world. Isn't that right? Exactly. It's the way it should be. I mean, let's be honest, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, I do have my little, my little Christmas hat on. And, uh, you know, it reminds me of that great Christmas movie, A Christmas Story with – you know, you got the guys saying, oh, 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 what do you want for Christmas, little boy? 
<laughs> well, John chimes in. He's like, I'm stumped over that shirt. I'll tell you one thing, grumpy old man. It's a blinding shirt. It's bright. It makes my shirt pale in comparison when you've got that. It almost looks like electric lime, an electric blue, an electric pink, a fluorescent pink. I mean, those colors are bright, grumpy. So what? Bright I mean, eccentric colors for a bright eccentric that, character. Yeah, first of all, everything you do pales in comparison to me. Uh, I mean, let's just be honest, okay? So, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't expect you to be able to pull off a look like this like I can. That's all I have to say. I mean, you know. But, Very few can, Grumpy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the problem – why do people have a problem with the shirt? <laughs> they just I give you a hard time. I, I know that. I know that. I, okay, I will so, you, you did have a question, but please restate it since I wasn't paying any attention to you to begin with. That's why I thought grumpy. Uh, my question is initial take. Who do you think is going to compose of the four to six person taxi squad for the New York Islanders? Right. I think this is a good segue to go ahead and kind of start talking a little bit about what we think the roster is going to compose of. And then from there, we can talk a little bit about who has the most approved in this year's camp. Uh, four to six. It depends on who we sign back. Are we going to sign Derek Broussard back? Um, you know, I'm assuming we're going to sign Matt Martin back and Corey Schneider and Andy Green. Uh, so I would assume if you're having a, a – I'm going to go with – I'll go with six, and I'll throw some other names out there too. Let's say Komarov maybe, uh, Ross Johnston, um, Michael Del Cole. Here's the thing. Whoever doesn't make that third line, they're going to be on that practice or the uh, taxi squad slash practice squad. Yeah, grumpy old man. Oh, Scott Levy, he also says, happy holiday, guys. An always listener and participator here in the live streams. Hello, Scott. How are you? Um, I will say this, grumpy old man. I, I think you're right. I think this is just going to be – it's going to be a lot of those players who are almost, you know, those – I'll use the term the grumpy old man uses, just jags or just another guys. You're going to see a whole bunch of those guys, you know, on this on this taxi squad. Who's the clown we picked up last week? Dimtro Timisov. He'll be on it. Oh, stop. Um, I don't think you're going to see any of the young guys on it. I really don't. I, I don't either. And and the reason for it is this, Grumpy. And I, to play devil's advocate, why would you want a young blossoming player chilling in, you know what I mean, on this taxi squad? You ideally want them getting as much ice time as humanly possible. Well, I'll put it to you this way. We don't like to play the young guys, so there's absolutely no chance of them being up on this roster. If you're not, you know, over 30 years old, no need to even apply. <laughs> so, Grumpy, what are you putting your application in to play on the third line for the Islanders? I could be a first-line player on this team. I'd take Average <laughs> Anders' place. I'll tell you <laughs> Let me tell you something. With the season he had last year, I couldn't do any worse. Oh, stop, Grumpy. Stop. I could have <laughs> cheap-shotted Baxter in the playoffs. Oh, stop. stop. I could have got beat up. Uh, I could do that very easily. <laughs> I could stumble around out there on the ice like he does. No problem. <laughs> Well, I, I want to get back to the point here. I think you're right. I think Michael Del Cole will be on this taxi squad for certain. I think Ross Johnson will definitely be on the taxi squad or healthy scratched, however that happens to work into the equation. Um, Leo Komarov, you're probably right. I mean, unless you deal him away. And this is and this is what it comes down to, right? Oh, stop, stop, stop. No one's getting dealt. No one is getting dealt. Everyone who's listening, who I told you months and months and months ago that we weren't going to make any moves, guess what? Have we made any moves? No. All we did was dump one of our top four defensemen. That's all we did for a couple of second-round picks and a bad, bad, bad deal. Okay? That's all we've done. And we brought in this – who was the client again? What was his name again? Dimitro Timisov. Yeah. We brought in that guy, you know, that jag. Just to be another, just a bottom liner. And then who did we draft? More third and fourth line players. Oh, grumpy. Grumpy. That was okay. Here's the thing Simon Holmstrom, right? Simon Holmstrom made the world junior championships, right? I have to bring it up. But where do you think Simon Holmstrom, who's, you know, 20 years old now, right? World juniors is 20 and below. He's 20 now. Where do you think a play of that, you know, first round draft pick, where do you figure he should play? Just get. <laughs> Top six, top six. He's not. He's a bottom six player on that team. 
What does that tell you? He's a piece of garbage. Hold he is. Stop, 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 Grumpy. I was hoping because we came at you Friday, you'd be a little more cheery. You're wearing, you know, the the the, the Santa hat. I was hoping you'd be more festive, Grumpy old man. I'll tell you this much, Grump. I give you summer and winter festivity here, and you're complaining still. <laughs> Grumpy old man. I, I'll make it as clear as day. I'm not going to take too much into account as to what line he's playing on to determine whether the player is good or not. And I'll tell you one thing. You make me root for Simon Holmstrom more than his mother and his father do in the stands just because you talk so much junk about him, Grumpy. You have, you're making number one, you're making everybody a fan of Simon Holmstrom here. It's going to be a cult grass movement, like a, a grassroots movement, Grumpy old man. His mother and father know he sucks too. He oh, knows. stop. Hey, stop. you know, when you overdraft guys, that's what you get. You get garbage. <laughs> stop. I, I will say this. Hey, that's what we needed. McMichael, that's what we needed. I will be shocked. Oh, yeah. Grumpy. These are the guys we needed. Guys Grumpy. who can score. Grumpy, I will be shocked if you can go one podcast or live stream without mentioning. Same old nonsense. I want to get back to the taxi squad, Grumpy Old Man, because that is actually something that's important to talk about. I think, again, Michael Del Cole, Ross Johnson will be on this taxi squad or healthy scratch. Uh, Leo Komarov, again, if he's still on the team and part of the organization, he's definitely going to be part of that taxi squad. I really think that's the case. Ideally, you wouldn't like to see him, but he will be. I will tell you one thing, Grumpy Old Man, Dimitro Timisov will definitely be a part of the taxi squad, if not in the lineup every night. So I'll make sure I'll throw that caveat out there too for you, Grumpy. He's not going to be in the lineup. He's just a <laughs> ham and egger. That's what he is. He's not going to be in the lineup. Like I said, if Broussard comes back, there's not a whole lot of spots available. You know, Komarov, he might not be on the tax squad. He'll probably be a starter. I mean, they love him. He can't play anymore. He's over 30 and can't play. So he's perfect for the Islanders. That's the type of guys we need. But I, I agree. I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of young guys on the taxi squad. If a Bellows makes the team, he's going to be there to play. At least he should be. That, but that's my thing, right? With this taxi squad, you're not going to see a lot of these young, you know, up-and-coming players like your Bellows, like your Wallstrom, like your Otto Cuevlos. They're not going to be on the taxi squad. I'm going to tell you what, if it was last year, you know who would have been on the taxi squad? Noah Dobson. That's a guy who would have been on the taxi squad. He never would have played, but he would have been up there practicing with the big team. That's, 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 I mean, that's the way it should be. Honestly, if you think a guy is good enough, you should have, you shouldn't have the old guys up there. Dump them in the minors. You know what they can do. Give a young guy a chance to develop with the big team and practice with the big team. I, I, I mean, it's the same thing. You need to have, these guys need to play on a high level. That's what they need to play. Not in the A. They need to play with the Islanders uh, on the on the taxi squad. If it was me, Wallstrom would be on that uh, that list. Bellows would be on that list. Sebastian Ajo would be on that list. You want to know who's going to be on that list? You want to know who's going to be on that list? That useless dog Hickey. He's going to be on that list. I guarantee you that. You really can't wait to squeegee him back in the lineup. They're probably rooting for injuries to Noah Dobson so that Thomas Hickey go back in the lineup. Oh, God, Grumpy. Uh, Bill Brady comments, Grumpy to the taxi squad. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Give me that salary, whatever it is. I'll take it. Only AHL salary. But, hey, it's probably more than what you're making now, Grumpy. I don't know how much to make in the AHL, but I'm sure they make good money. I don't know what they make either. I can't comment on it. The Grumpy, <laughs> old, man, the grumpy old man's doing okay. <laughs> I, I could tell you're doing okay when you're wearing a shirt like that and a hat, Grumpy old man. You have to be doing all right. I'm not even drinking my eggnog or anything. <laughs> uh, here, Scott Levy also says, do you think a player on the taxi squad would rather be on the squad or not play, uh, or rather be on the squad and not play, or do you think they want to be in Bridgeport and playing? I think it depends on where the player is in his career. You're yeah. not going to see older players want to go down to Bridgeport. Um, and also it depends on what that salary is. I mean, like I said, this is just breaking news. Just like I said, it had to be like 759 when they dropped this news. That's, yes. why we're, that's, that's why we're a little bit late today. Not the usual because TJ, you know, had to scratch his, uh, his underarms or something. Uh, you know, so that, that's why we're a little bit late. And I do apologize for that. Um, but like I said, if it's a young player, 
they could benefit practicing with the big team. Absolutely. Um, but if it's an older guy, they're going to, they're not going to want to go down and ride the buses. Well, yeah, they, they want to avoid the AHL and Bridgeport altogether for certain grumpy old man. And there are a lot of players, right? As I'm trying to mull this over, I'm trying to discern and distinguish between players who would like to ideally be on the, on the taxi squad and players that are more likely to be on the taxi squad. Because we have a lot of guys where I could squint at it and look at it and say, you know, maybe a guy like Josh Hosang might be on the taxi squad. Maybe a guy like Austin Sarnak, who we picked up this offseason. Maybe that's a guy they're going to have on the practice, on, on the taxi squad. There are a lot of players that, that I'm kind of thinking to myself, yeah, that's a taxi squad-ish type player. I, I don't know. It's so odd. We've never experienced anything like it. I mean, to essentially say now that you're going to have – it's it's almost like having a practice squad. Like the NFL has a practice squad if they need to dip down in case anybody gets hurt or anything like that. It's going to be like that for the NHL. And that was TJ said that because just in case anyone didn't listen to when I said the exact same thing not five minutes ago, uh, and now he's going to try to take credit like it was his idea. Where he probably just registered what I said just moments ago. Oh yeah, okay. Let me just spit that back out, Pepper Brooks. Uh, that's a dodgeball <laughs> reference. Uh, you ever seen that movie? It's great. Uh, Jason Bateman played a cap- uh, uh, character named Pepper Brooks, who would just, in essence, repeat. Uh, what the uh, play-by-play guy who was played by Gary Cole, um, who and who I remember from his first movie was Fatal Vision, which was great, uh, a TV movie on NBC Network in the Wayback Machine. Uh, if you ever get a chance, it's on YouTube. It's a little fuzzy, but it's really, really good about a uh, true story about uh, uh, Captain uh, Jeffrey McDonald, who was born and raised in Patchogue, New York, who uh, was a... Uh, a Green Beret doctor and in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and he killed his wife and children. So there you go. But I always remember Gary Cole for that role, but he was fantastic in Dodgeball. He was also in Veep, uh, a really good, an underrated actor for certain, uh, but he would spit out something in Old Pepper Brooks, TJ in this instance, would just pretty much say the same thing right back to him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, grumpy old man. I'm sorry. I didn't know you mentioned that already. I will take I'll take blame for that grump. Um, but I think it is it's going to be an interesting one. I think there are a lot of guys that are tweeners. Like, for example, a guy like Sebastian Ajo would ideally want to be on the taxi squad. I mean, that's a young man who is played. He's proved that he can perform down there at the Bridgeport level. And now it's time where he needs to be out there. On you know what I mean, competing with the guys for the actual Islanders organization at the NHL level on a day in day out basis to see if he has what it takes, and you know to give Barry Trotz that extended time period to see okay how does he fit to the equation in the future? Exactly, and I think I think finances are going to come into it also. Like Thomas Hickey, I was joking about you know Thomas Hickey, if they if he has a two way and I don't know what his deal is if it's a two way deal. Uh, I would assume they would leave him down in the minors, but if it's one way, maybe they bring him up for the taxi squad. Uh, but you're right. I, I'd like to see Sebastian Ajo play. I think he deserves a chance to play on this team. Uh, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be, but you're going to see guys like um, Zarnak and who is it? What was his name again? Zarnak, Dimtro Timisov. Yeah, Timisov. I'm sorry, I just cannot remember his name. It's just not important enough to remember. But I think he'll definitely he'll definitely be on that taxi squad. Uh, and you're going to see a bunch of the other third line type guys who don't make, uh, you know, the opening night roster. They'll be on it too. <laughs> yeah, Grump. I, it's unfortunate because now with this taking place, I think it more clouds the way for the young guys like an Otto Koivula, like an Oliver Wallstrom, like a Kiefer Bellows to really find their footing in the NHL. I really think it does. It gives them every excuse to say, instead of calling you know Bellows up from Bridgeport or Koivula up from Bridgeport or Wallstrom up from Bridgeport like we had did in the past or have done in the past, now instead we're just going to use one of the plethora of players here we have lying around on taxi squad. And then we'll go ahead and migrate up one of those younger players and they could go ahead and get their feet a little bit wet. I mean, because again, they don't play the same exact style of game at Bridgeport as they do with the Islanders. Yeah. I Otto Koibula is an, is an interesting uh, player. I'd like to see him on that taxi squad in one respect. 
because it's not like you can just call them. I, at least I'm assuming it's not like you can just call guys up. They're probably going to be protocols and all that stuff. So that's why they want to have this practice squad in place. So uh, or ta the taxi squad. Yeah, I'm sorry. I keep calling it the practice squad because to me that's that's kind of what it is. Uh, but I need to. He needs to play every night. So I think he would certainly benefit from being down in the minors. You know, he's going to get a regular shift. Um, he should be the first line center there. Um, but I'd like to see Bellows get a shot. I really would. I don't think he will, but I'd like to see Bellows get a shot. I, I don't. I just. I just don't think any of the young guys going to have a chance to make team this year. And here's my thing: if they make it out of camp and they're the starters, terrific. That's how it should go. My biggest concern is if they're not the clear-cut starter and they take the approach of, all right, you know, you're going to be vying for a spot. We'll let you battle it out for however many plus games, and then you just kind of get buried there. Because I do agree, right, Grumpy? As much as practicing with the Islanders is more beneficial than practicing down there for the Sound Tigers, in the same token, getting game experience is crucial. And again, like and Scott says it here too. He says practice is good, but it only gets a player so far. Getting playing time is much more important, right? That situational experience and actual game time play is huge. It's huge in the development of a player. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see that grumpy old man because I think though Kiefer Bellows does deserve and warrant a legitimate shot this year. Yeah, absolutely. Do I think he's going to get that shot? No, I don't. You mentioned Josh Hosang before. Is he going to have a shot? No. Well, I mean, this, this this is the perfect situation for Josh Hosang to be on this practice squad, grumpy old man. If we're thinking about it, right, the Islanders in Bridgeport didn't even – I mean, well, the Bridgeport Sound Tigers loaned him out last season because he was that inconsequential to the actual outcomes of the game. So they said, you can go ahead and play for a different AHL affiliate. So, I mean, this is the perfect scenario, right? He's got one more year left on his contract, and I think he becomes an unrestricted free agent. But this is a perfect situation. He should be a guy, there's no question about it, that should be on his taxi squad. There is no doubt in my mind Josh Hosang needs to be on a taxi squad. I'm not saying he's going to perform and light it up. I have no idea. But for a player in the situation we've seen unfold in his career, he's a guy who needs to be on his taxi squad. They've and if he's out. not, if he's not, I mean, that's the end of his career. This this is, again, like I feel I say it all the time, Grumpy. This is a make or break time here for him. If he doesn't make the taxi squad and is buried down there in Bridgeport again, sayonara. They have sucked the life out of that man's career. Just sucked the life out of it. He was never given a shot, was never given a fair break to try to make the team ever. <clears throat> I'll never forget what that what the fossil said uh, the first year. You know, oh, everyone has a clean slate. Uh, you know, we've heard things about Josh Hosang, but, you know, uh, he we haven't seen it. So, but we're going to send him down to work on it. What the hell does that even mean? I just, you know, they never give the kid a shot. Why? Oh, here's the thing. You want to know why he's not up on the team? Because all he does is play offense. That's it. We don't care about that. And I'm going to tell you what. I read something uh, this week about Oliver Wallstrom. Oliver Wallstrom, as everyone knows, has been on loan to a team in Sweden. And they talked to – someone talked – it was Eyes on Isles, talked with the coach of the Swedish team that uh, that Wallstrom was on. And earlier in the year he said, yes, he needs to – he needs to work on the uh, – away from the puck, the defensive aspect, the team aspect. Yeah, um, yeah, Grump, I want to go ahead and interrupt you. Yeah, and I'll let you get ahead and get – I know you had the article up, and I'll let you go ahead and find it there, Grumpy old man. But you're right, Grumpy. Uh, they said that he needs to work more away from the puck. He needs to work more on a two-way game. And we are talking about this before we got on the podcast, Grumpy old man. If that is the case, and you're hearing these reports here from you know his coach here in Sweden, I can promise you it's not like they've completely miraculously dissolved in a matter of a few days. That's still going to be an issue in Bridgeport, and it's still going to be an issue when he tries to go ahead and make his mark there for the Islanders. So I think it's safe to say that you know he's destined for another year in Bridgeport. Yeah. And if you if you do not play a solid two way game, and if you're not conscious in back checking and making sure you're doing your part as a really defensive forward or trying to be defensive and having your defensive awareness up, you will not play for this team. Like I said, Wayne Gretzky never would have played for this team. Mike Bossy never would have been good enough to play for this team because they didn't play enough defense. You know what? At some point in time, you have to put the puck in the net. You just do. 
you can't have a team of, of Jags and Ham and Eggers and just expect them to win games. Just it's in the long run, it's not going to happen. You need talent. Players win games. Players with special talent. What's Oliver Walsh's special talent? He puts the puck in the net. He came back from that injury, right? And in uh, five games, he had four points, three goals and assist. And I mean, do we have anyone on this team who goes four points in five games? Anyone? Barzal, maybe. Other than that, maybe the king of the secondary assist because, you know, he just you're hanging around, the puck is bouncing off his butt and is going over to somebody who scores. But that's about it. I mean, we need guys who can score. We need guys who can put the puck in the net. And the fact that he doesn't play enough defense, I could care less. Honestly, I mean, you know, as long as you're not an absolute liability out there, if you're not goal hanging, you know what? He's going to do enough where it justifies what he puts on the board. I mean, he's exactly what we need on the power play, a trigger man like that. Exactly what we need. Again, Grump, I, these are not things we haven't talked about, and I'll put it to you as simple as this, Grumpy old man. Unless you're going to play a top six role, if you don't play defense, there's no way in hell you should be on the ice. I'm sorry. I like Oliver Wallstrom. I want to see him perform. In the same token, when you're getting coaches in the Swedish Elite League, which is a tier below the NHL, saying he needs to work on his play away from the puck, I'm going to newsflash grumpy. Time to go ahead and stipend your expectations a little bit because he's not doing everything he needs to do on the defensive side of the puck when he still have those complaints there at a tier below the NHL. It just it won't cut it, especially if he's going to be starting off as a bottom six forward. It's just not going to cut it. You're right. He shouldn't be a bottom six forward. He should be on the first line with Matt Barzal. That's oh, stop, stop. He's not He's not who, a first-line caliber player yet, Grump. Who've averaged down to the second line and jump, dumped the king of the secondary assist down to the third line. There you go. It's problem solved. We need guys who can put the puck in the net. You know what? At, at some point in time, at some point in time, the coaching staff and the general manager has to wake up and realize, gosh, you know what? We can't be in the bottom three or four and five in the league scoring goals and expect to win. We just can't. Well, Grump, again, I'm gonna you you seem to always devolve the conversation into the same exact points, Grumpy old man. Call me crazy. I want to talk more about who's got the most to prove this year in camp, right? Because this is going to be our last live stream before, or I guess. Until Christmas. That's why you're wearing your little get-up here. I'll let you know the schedule that we have. But this is going to be really uh, – this might be the last podcast we have before the uh, actual camp starts. So, Grump, I think it's important that we go ahead and talk about that, Grumpy old man. Who has the most to prove in this year's camp? I think there's a lot of players and a lot of Islanders that are on the cusp, and they have so much to prove. This is a crucial time for them, and especially when you're talking about their development and career. I, I mean – I just don't think that. I mean, I think the I think the lineup is set for opening night. I don't I don't care what these guys do. That lineup is already set. There's no one who's going to jump out. I mean, you could say Kiefer Bellows, right? I don't care what he does. He's not going to be. He's not going to be a starter on that team. Absolutely not. Why? Else, if he was, why would they even think about signing back Derek Broussard? If he had a shot of making the team, why would they make a trade for Timoshov? If Kiefer Bellows had a shot to make this team. I agree with you. Wallstrom will not make the team, and he probably doesn't deserve to. But, uh, I mean, the one guy who I think out of, out of all the guys down in Bridgeport, the guy, two guys should have the greatest chance to make the team, which would be Sebastian Ajo and Kiefer Bellows. And I don't think either one of them is going to make it. Well, again, I think I think Ajo is going to be a taxi squad player. I think he is the guy who they're going to rely upon when players do get injured. I think he's next man up. Grump. I really do. Unless we do something to add more depth, people throw the names of Daniel Char out there. Unless we do something to add more depth, I think he's the he's next guy in. I really Hickey. do. Hickey's going to be the guy on the taxi squad. I, Hickey, they like Hickey. They like Hickey. Two years ago, he was a starter before Taves came in, right? And then, okay, two years ago, he was a starter, and then he never played again. And, again, he got hurt down there in Bridgeport. Yeah. But I, I, I'm going to let you know something. I think they've moved away from Hickey. Hickey was more of a depth piece. He might still be in the taxi squad to a certain extent. That's Isn't that what I just said? Yes. I, I, I said, Mike, you're saying he's definitely penciled in. He's seventh guy in. I don't see that. I think that's Ajo's role. I think that's Ajo's role to lose, grumpy old man. Well, I think with it where you're not going to have the Bridgeport Express going – I think they're going to have Hickey there. 
and they're going to leave. Uh, they're going to leave Sebastian Ajo to play a lot of minutes down in Bridgeport, and that's what I think they're going to do with all the young guys. That's why I don't think any young guy has a shot to make the uh, taxi squad. Maybe, maybe Kiefer Bellows. Well, I don't think the taxi squad's really a place that younger players want to be. Is my point. Well, that's entirely possible. But wouldn't you have, rather have a chance to play for the big team as opposed to not? Well, well Grump, Grump, being on a taxi squad is not something you're saying, hey, I'm proud to do that, right? I mean, we talked about it just a second ago. It's more important that they're actually getting ice time and playing in the games than it is for them to be on the, on the taxi squad sitting out there essentially being a healthy scratch for the entire year. Right. But a young guy might say, you know, they might say, you know, I'm only – an injury away from playing in the big leagues, where if you're in Bridgeport, that's not the case because you'd have to go from Bridgeport up, and I'm sure there's going to be some type of quarantine rules where if you're on the taxi squad and you're practicing with the players and you're there, you're going to be the guy who gets called up to the big league team for certain. Hmm. You're not going to see guys come from Bridgeport to come up to the team. They're going to be taking guys off the taxi squad. Yeah, I do agree. I will also say this. I don't know how long that time period is going to be. Is it going to be a week? I don't know. That's my thing, right, Grump? If it's not going to be a long time period, it takes them to get acclimated. It's easy to call somebody up and say, all right, this player's you know, a little banged up. We'll go ahead and retroactively call up Bellows or retroactively call up Otto Koivala. And then when they do go ahead and meet the time period they have to go ahead and wait out, then they're the guy in. I don't know. Okay, but let's, okay, let's say you have an injury. You can't wait a week. I mean, you play man short for a week? No, you're gonna you're gonna bring up one of those taxi squad guys, and that's why I think you're gonna see a mix of. Uh, you might even see Corey Schneider, maybe on it. I don't know. Well, you know, if there's an injury to a goalie. Uh, you know, maybe he could. Maybe that's where you put a third goalie, and you put you know maybe a center. You put two wingers and a defenseman. Uh, you know, whatever whatever the numbers. But I think you're gonna see a mix of players for every position for certain. Well, that's that's my thing, Grump. I think you're definitely right with with Corey Snyder. He will be on this taxi squad for certain, um, because if somebody does get hurt, you have to have a guy you can go ahead and rely upon. That's just how that's going to go. So one of those six spots is definitely going to be occupied by Corey Snyder by a backup goalie. And you know, now we see a little bit of the method to the madness, Grumpy old man. Islander fans were left scratching their head thinking, you know, this offseason, why the hell are we bringing in Corey Snyder? Why are we bringing in this guy? What are we doing? What's the thought process behind it? Well, now you see it. It's all unfolding, grumpy old man. No, because they didn't know what the what the end result was going to be till at 8 o'clock this evening. Well, I can tell you one thing. They had uh, they had an understanding, Grumpy. They might not have known the exact parameters, but I can tell you one thing. Just like with all these workings and all these deals, it's not like it gets sprung up out of nowhere. And if that's the case, you did not do a good job of putting out feelers and understanding what the scenario was. I'll put it like this. I think, you know, when you look at some of these moves that Lou Lamarillo made this offseason, I think you can honestly say that he did a pretty decent job, a pretty good job of actually making sure that we were able to go ahead and have this taxi squad filled, Grump. Okay. If he had his fingers on the pulse of what was going on in his team and around the league, he would have realized that Johnny Boychuk was going to go long-term injury. He wouldn't have to trade Devontae's. But he didn't. And here's the thing. I don't think that they knew exactly what was going to happen. Certainly not when they were looking at Corey Schneider. And uh, yeah, I'm going to just say him. I mean, he's been, in essence, signed for what, two months? They didn't, know, they didn't know what the financial you, landscape was going to be. Not the financial landscape, Grumpy Old Man. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about when it comes to rosters in the taxi squad. I think they understood to a certain extent there was going to be a taxi squad. And, again, if you look at the Islanders and how it's constituted, let's say guys get sick in that. I mean, I don't know how they're going to do it with that. If it's more of a sickness and they're going to have to try to keep those guys separated and isolated, I have no idea, Grumpy. But I'll tell you one thing. Could you imagine – Let's say hypothetically in this situation, all three of our goalies get out sick with COVID. Could you imagine next man up in that scenario? It doesn't look good for the Islanders. If, you know, hypothetically Snyder, um, uh, E.S. Sorokin, as well as Simone Varlamov go out injured or with COVID, it's not a good situation for us. But then again, not many teams would be in a good situation if that's the case. Well, if your three goalies have COVID, I'm going to guarantee there are other players on the team who have it too. That's true. That is true. And and fair point there, Grumpy. But, but the, I, NHL, the NHL did an extraordinary job. I don't think you're going to go back to the bubble. Um, no. 
And that's and that's why I think they were preparing for this taxi squad. I think all teams knew to a certain extent there was going to be a taxi squad. Yeah, I just you I know, think Lou knew. That makes sense. Why he's bringing in all these guys who are just jags, in your opinion, Grumpy? He's bringing that, in death pieces. That's what he brings in every year. We don't need death pieces. We don't need any more of those. We need high end talent. I mean, I could care less if he's bringing in death pieces. They're garbage. They do nothing to improve the team. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. What does Timoshov? What does Tim? What skill set does Dmitry Timoshov have? Dimtro, Dimtro Timoshov. Whatever. What skill set does he have that improves this team? Can you name it? Just no. like he. Hold on. Just like you, grumpy old man. I'm not going to pretend I've watched all of Timoshov's games in the past. I won't do it. Right, so again, I'll know a lot more about him as a player when camp starts and when we get to see him in his system. Because even depending on how he performed in the past, Barry Trotz's system is way different than a lot of their systems in the NHL. So again, I will reserve judgment on that. Grump, keep drinking that Kool Aid, TJ. All I gotta say is, if you got a guy who wasn't even good enough to play on a historically bad Red Wings team, well, I don't think he's gonna bring much to the table. He got hurt, Grump. Anyway, he got hurt last year. Uh, anyway, grumpy old man, uh, I know you didn't know that, but um, I kind of want to bring it back. You mentioned about high-end talent, and we're talking about that. I could not believe that there are sects of the Islanders community and Islander fandom that are worried that we're not going to sign back Matt Barzal. You know it's bad when you have – it's like article after article. Oh, guys, Pierre LeBron says everything's good. You know, he's going through the Islanders have been in constant talks with Matt Barzal and his agent. You know, it's probably going to work out great. Why are you even worrying yourself with that? I look at it like this. I could not imagine a world where they would not sign back Matt Barzal. I couldn't imagine a reality like that, Grumpy. No, he's going to be signed back. Uh you don't even you don't even have to worry about an offer sheet now. No team has the money to give an offer sheet. That's why we weren't able to make any trades to dump any of the garbage off our roster. No one has money to all give him an offer sheet that we couldn't match at this point in time. That's not true. Oh, it is true. It is true. Very true. It's true. Oh, it's true. <laughs> Grump, you have teams that still are well into the double digits. I'm not saying they're going to of cap space available. And again, you keep giving me that bewildered look, Grumpy old man. We've discussed this on prior no podcasts, and you're playing like you've got amnesia. What's no going on? Have double digit cap space. I'm sorry, they're in a multi-million. They're in double digit of millions of cap space, not double digit cap space, right? Because what a million six, so they're in a seven digit cap space. I don't even know what you're talking about. You just sound insane right now. Maybe it's that T-shirt you're wearing. Yeah, that's it, grumpy old man. Well, I, I mean, like I said, uh, here's the thing. No one needs to worry about Matt Barzal uh, signing an offer sheet with somebody else. Supposedly, they've been in constant communication every week. They've talked about all different types of deals. That's what Pierre Lebrun was saying, that they talked about bridge deals, short-term bridge and long-term deals. And they just haven't signed it yet. I mean, I don't think there's any risk of him not being with the Islanders on opening night. If it is, if there is, honestly, that's another colossal fail by the fossil. Well, Grump, you have four teams that have seven, seven digits in cap space. That would be more than 10 million, Grumpy old man. So, again, teams still do have that. I know you pretend like you don't remember the conversations we've had on prior podcasts, but they do, Grumpy old man. They, you know, the Islanders have cap space available. They aren't going to offer sheet. I'm not saying that, but to say that nobody has as much cap space as the Islanders, nobody has that type of cap space, it's just disingenuous, Grump. Nobody has that cap space. Nah, stop. Stop, grumpy old man. But I will say this. I, there's no way Lou Lamarillo does not sign back Matt Barzal. And if he doesn't, that would be the most monumental collapse in the history of him being a general manager. Again, remember, he, he's the same guy who let Zach Parisi walk after, what was it, after the Stanley Was it after the Stanley Cup or a year after they won the Stanley Cup? Uh, they didn't win the Stanley Cup. Or made it to the Stanley Cup, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, it might have been after that. I don't, I don't remember, but... That's what he does. He lets good players go and just brings in ham and egg or hacks. And, hey, they can do just as good. There's a reason why he hasn't won a cup since what? You know, 20, 
20 some years ago. I can't, I can't, I can't even, I can't even bother following you. I'm trying to make a point. You just keep on going to the same exact, the same exact grumpy old man lines that aren't even applicable to what we're talking about today. Oh man, it's tough. It's tough live stream with you tonight, my friend. (laughs) And here's the thing I had just said before that if Lamarillo doesn't get him signed, it would be a colossal blunder by him. No, no, I was just agreeing. I was echoing that same thought, grumpy old man. We also have a comment here from Scott saying, do Claire, uh, signed a one-year, $1.7 million deal with the Panthers. Do you think the Islanders missed out on because he costs too much? He doesn't play enough defense. There was no way he was signing here. He's had problems How many? where he's gone, right? Where was he? Ottawa, Chicago. He's been to a different – he's been, been to a number of different places. They had no interest in him. Absolutely none. He doesn't play defense. If, if you don't play defense, they're not even looking at you. And it's not when we talk about the actual composition of the team. I is he a third line player? Is he a third line player? Because our first two lines are locked up for good, bad, or indifferent. That those two first two lines and our fourth line is set. So is he a third line player? I don't think do do Claire is a third line player on some teams. It all depends on the situation you're in. Ideally, you know, he's a great third line player or more than more than sufficient third line player. That being said, grumpy old man, I think the team for the most part is pretty much made up, as you said, right? Unless you're bringing in a guy who's an elite talent or a guy who's got a lot of offensive acumen. I, I really don't think the Islanders are interested. I really don't. I don't think Duclair really had that offensive acumen that they're looking for. And again, unless it's a guy like Panarin, I'd, I really don't even think they're that interested in Mike Hoffman. People bring his name up a lot. I'm just not sure what the interest is. Have you heard of the Islanders kicking the tires on any free agents this offseason? Nope. It was not, it's not in part of the plan. He didn't plan for the salary cap, so he was limited with what he could spend because we were in cap hell. So they didn't even bother. I mean, hey, we're not going to be able to do anything. All we did was dealt that get rid of Devontae. That's all we did for a couple of second-round draft picks because we had to get rid of money because he didn't know that Johnny Boychuk uh, was ready to retire. I mean, those are just facts because you still got the other guy who should be dumped on long-term injury too. If they want to make a move, they can. All they got to do is flip Ladd onto the long-term injury. There's another $5.5 million right there. Yeah, again, you got to prove it. Um, I know there's some ways you can do it with that. He's been 36 games in the last three years. He's played less than I have. <laughs> well, Grump, he did play in the A, remember, so you're not counting those games he played in the A. You're just looking at the NHL games. Um, so, Grump, he has played games. That being said, I I don't think he's ready to call it quits. There also has to be – I mean, it's got to be somewhat amicable, right? Players got to want to leave too. No. He could have the Robidoff flu. That's what he could have, and that would be the end of Andrew Ladd. The Robodah flu. Hmm, grumpy old man. Who's done that before? He's done it before. No one's going to question him. If he if he says that Andrew Ladd's on long-term injury, no one's going to question him because let me tell you something. Andrew Ladd will be on long-term injury before you know it. If he has to go through a playing any preseason games, the chance of getting hurt, getting injured are very high. What makes you say that? Because he's always hurt. He's the human injury. You know, like they have superheroes, right? You got Thor, God of Thunder, you got, uh, you know, the Hulk, whatever he is. And you got Andrew Ladd, the king of the, the, you know, the the lord of injuries. Mm. Well, Grumpy, don't necessarily see eye to eye with you on that. You tore an ACL twice. I mean, those aren't really, you know, those could, you don't really, I mean, I don't know if it's the same one. I thought it was two different, it was two different, two different knees. So again, grumpy old man, I won't call him the king or the lord of injuries because he's not as injury prone as you make him out to sound. Um, we also have one more comment here from Scott here. It says, Duclair can keep up with Barzal, unlike Lee, who's skating with cement skates on. That's true. I mean, the thing is, like, I think he's probably a better match possibly than Anders Lee, but we, we've talked about it, right? Anders Lee is a guy who really benefited from John Tavares. He benefits from being able to park himself in front of the net and redirect those passes or those shots that are a little off off target, and he's able to redirect them in the net. That was his bread and butter. Barzal doesn't like doing that. It's not something he's extremely skilled at. He's much more suited to get in the open space and create it with a great ability to turn and skate. And, you know, John Tavares didn't have that, so he had to go ahead and make offense in other ways. And that's what I was talking about with, with Duclair. He's not a third-line guy. I mean, he hasn't shown that he deserves to be a top-line player, but optimally he's a top-six player. 
but we don't have any spots. They love Anders Lee. doesn't matter how poorly Anders Lee performs. He's going to go roll out of that first line every night. I think he's way more suited to playing with Nelson and Bailey, honestly. I think they have good chemistry, and that would free up where you could get a first-line guy if you could. I would, would much rather have had a Patrick Line uh, with Barzell, someone who's a sniper, someone who's a sniper. That's what Barzell needs, someone who's a sniper. And then and then you woke up, right, Grumpy? Well, I'm, I'm just telling you, that's that's what I felt they needed to do. You needed to improve the offense. Line eight was supposedly available. You could, I mean, you could have flipped Devon Taves. What do they need? They need defensemen, right? If you were hell-bent on getting rid of Devon Taves, well, then you could have moved him out to bring in Patrick Line. I mean, you have plenty of depth guys, plenty of third and fourth liners. You could, I mean, that's the type of thing that, that Winnipeg needs. They need some grit, some bottom six guys, right, and some defense. We have that, or we had that. I mean, and they wanted to get rid of Line. I mean, I thought it was a match made in heaven, honestly, but I guess not. Well, again, grumpy old man, you're also having to look at what we would had to have given up. And I think that also, I'm sure, had a little bit. I mean, we didn't have an ample amount of cat space at the time either. I, I think there were a lot of moving pieces. I, I thought it was really wishful for Islander fans to think or entertain again, like the line. A. It was, you know, it's fun, you know, to entertain it. Like, oh wow, maybe this might happen. But it, it was really just more of a, a thought process. It's nothing that I thought tangibly. Yes, I'm putting money down and going to Vegas for this idea. Why not? I mean, what what did the Islanders need? What what do they need? The their biggest need on this team is what goal scoring. Right, the kid has proved he can score goals, and he's young yet. You gave away Devontae. You gave him away. Just gave him away. You got nothing back. I don't consider two second-round picks anything. It's crapshoot the draft, right? You get back an established NHL talent, even if you have to give up more. So what? You're getting a high-end, a, a first-line winger to go with your first-line center. Because right now you have one first-line player on your whole team. It would be nice to have two, wouldn't it? What do you realistically think it would have taken to get Patrick Liney? What do you think the trade chips would have him down? I heard it was nothing that was going to move their way unless Noah Dobson was accompanied with it, Grumpy. Again, like you're talking about it, let's be real here. There's no way in hell the Islanders were ever going to give up what they need to do and also free up the cat space to sign up Matt Barzal as well as Liney. It just well, wasn't going to happen. Well, that's what I'm saying. Why not move? No, no, no. You said Line why eight. wouldn't they? I'm saying it wasn't Line possible. Eight. That's why. I don't think that's to do with Dobson. You could you could have sweetened the pot, make him take the Devontae's is a top four defenseman in the NHL. He's absolutely a top four defenseman in the NHL. He's right now, he's probably better than Noah Dobson. Is he going to be better than Noah Dobson in the long run? I don't believe so, but he is right now. But let's say you get a Kiefer Bellows who has no shot of making your team, or even an Oliver Wallstrom. Why not include him? Give a cost-effective piece and a Devontae for Patrick Line. Why not that? There's your Patrick Line replacement in Oliver Wallstrom, but you have a guy who's established. See, I mean, you have to be creative. I just don't know if Lou is creative enough or even looked into it. Who knows? I don't know. So you would have been fine with the Islanders giving up Devon Taves, Oliver Wallstrom, and draft capital for Patrick Line. What's the draft capital? Who I mean, it would, have, it would have had to – Grump, there's no way they would have just taken straight up Devon Taves and Oliver Wallstrom for a guy who's consistently putting up 40-plus goal seasons. It's just not going to happen. Well, he didn't last year, though. I mean, he had some injury problems. He, he was, he's kind of, he can be hot and cold sometimes. But, you know, when he's hot, boy, is he hot. I mean, you never know. I mean, you kick the tires on. He's obviously, if there's rumors that, that he wants out of there or they want to move him, if you're motivated, you can make a deal. We didn't. We didn't have the cap. We barely had the cap to sign back Matt Barzal, Grumpy, and that was with a that was with getting rid of Devon Taves as well as Johnny Boychuk retiring. What makes you think we'd have been able to have the cap to add? Additionally, Patrick Line's cap on the books. I just think it was. I just think it was. It's a pipe dream. It wasn't going to happen. It wasn't really realistic. I mean, there would have had to been so many different things that happened, grumpy old man. It's just not realistic to think about, uh, and that's why I didn't entertain the idea. Really, uh, comment here from Scott saying non-Islanders related. But uh, what happened with Henrik Lundqvist in his heart condition? Do you think it's a career over, or you think he'll come back and play in 2021, 22? As much as I, you know, I make fun of him and called him King Nothing Lundqvist. I like that. <laughs> Health is more important than hockey. I always liked when they called him the Queen, but 
<laughs> he's an all-time great goalie. For certain. I mean, let's be honest, right? He's a, I mean, he's certainly all-time. He's got to be top 15, top 20 goalie all-time, doesn't he? He's fantastic for a lot of years for the Rangers. He was really good goalie. Top 15, Grumpy. Top 15, top 20. Top 15? Grump, Grump. I don't put him better than Dominic Hasek. I don't put him higher than guys like Patrick Waugh. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Grumpy old man. I, those, guys, those guys are top 10 all time. I don't know. I guess I put him in the same class as guys like Eddie Belfour and Curtis Joseph. I don't know, Grumpy. Oh, I'm, not calling him, I'm not calling him top 15 goalie all the time, though. I think he was way better than Belfour Joseph. Way better. <laughs> way better. He was really good. You forget how good he was. Again, I mean, like you have some clear-cut guys like Marty Berdor who are way above him, you know, head over heels. There's a lot of guys who are way above him. I don't know. To put him top 50, I think Luanga was a better goalie than damn Henrik Lundqvist. And, again, I'm not trying to say maybe this is my hatred for the Rangers coming through, but I think Luanga was a better goalie than Henrik Lundqvist. There have been a lot of good goalies out there, Grump, to put him top 15 or top 20. Ooh. I'd say Luanga was a top 20 goalie all time. Terry Sawchuk, Jacques Plant, Glenn Hall. These guys, you don't even. You probably don't know. You probably think I'm just throwing names together. No, Grump. Those are a whole. Again, goaltending is way different, right? Because they played two completely different styles. They used to play back then. They play now. They didn't have the butterfly, right? Are you talking about is he a top 15 goalie since the butterfly was accepted? Sure, maybe top 15 goalie all time. I don't know. It's tough, right? When you're looking at those players, and it's the same thing when you're looking across any sport. Sports have changed and evolved so much. When you look at players, you know, almost a century apart. My God, Grumpy old man, that the sports have changed. Okay. All I'm, all I'm saying is I said top 15, top 20, and I'll stand by that. I will. I think I think he was really, really good for a long, long time with the Rangers. He's what kept them relevant for a long time was him. I mean, let's be honest, right? He did. He's, he's a great goalie. I just, you know, top 15 all the time, I'm not so much. I'm not so sure I'm buying into that yet, Grump. I said, not yet. I said top 15, top 20. Okay. Okay, Grumpy. Well, uh, we're right around an hour, Grumpy old man. Probably top ten. Probably top ten. Oh, top ten. Probably top three now. I think he's the best goal. I think he's the best goal he's ever played. Best goal is strap on skates, Grumpy, right? Pretty much. He's fantastic. (laughs) You don't get to call the king for nothing, especially in New York. Let me tell you something. If your name is the king in New York, you're pretty damn good. That's all I gotta say. I'm not saying he's not good. Absolutely. They don't yeah. Top 15, top 20. Absolutely. Absolutely. Top 15. Mm-hmm. Okay, Grumpy. Okay. I mean, what are you going to say? Who are you going to say? Uh, Varlamov? You'd probably say Sorokin's top 15 <laughs> right now. I know you've been gushing over him for the years. Yeah, actually, Jakob Scarab's actually top 15. I've got him on the list, too. He's not even top 15 in the Islander system right now. <laughs> Grumpy old man. Grumpy old man. Well, I know we're about at an hour, Grumpy, and this is going to be our last live stream before Christmas. Um, what do you want to say, Grumpy old man, before we wrap things up? What type of Christmas wishes and Christmas knowledge, or I guess Christmas tidbits, do you want to pass along before well, we conclude the live stream? I was just wondering, you know, what people's favorite Christmas movie was. I mean, you know, they said the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Do you have one, TJ? Well, the funny thing, Grumpy, I'm going to answer this with a little story. So we had at our work, you know, they try to bring everybody together. Not everybody works in the same location for the particular role I have. And they sent out these group messages on the work email. And they're asking everybody, you know, pick out of the, you know, the nine or so odd Christmas movies here. What is your favorite Christmas movie? And it evolved into about 200 emails over the span of two days. And I'm like, excellent. I'm glad that I'm getting my email blown up with this nonsense. So, Grump, I, you know, I, I'm a little testy, Grumpy Old Man, about, you know, what's my favorite Christmas movie? I don't know. There's a lot of good Christmas movies, Grumpy Old Man. If I'm thinking classic Christmas movie, You sound like you sound like Scrooge right now. Why don't you just doing a bop humbug while you're at it? I do sound like Scrooge. That's why we work well, Grump, because you've got the Santa, you've got the Santa persona going on, and I've got the I'm sick of getting all the emails persona. Uh, so again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, counting pennies. I forgot you're a banker. I forgot counting your little shekels. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not a banker, Grump. Oh, but you got somebody named Crotchet who works for you. 
That's it. I actually, that's, I told them, I said, since it is this time of season, is there any way you could put Cratchit on the outside of my door of my office? And they said, that's something we can do for you. And I said, well, thank you very much. I thought you were Scrooge, not Cratchit. You know, that was bad because I thought they were about the same damn thing, grumpy old man. Pathetic. (laughs) I see. I mean, I asked you what's your favorite Christmas movie. I thought you'd say Die Hard or something stupid like that. No, no, grumpy old man. I love love the movie Die Hard, but it's not a Christmas movie. A lot of people think it is because, you know, it's a Christmas time, but it's not a Christmas movie. Well, that was actually one of them in one of those selections that were in the nine you could pick from. It was like that, a Christmas story, Rudolph, a whole bunch of them, grumpy old man. Uh I don't know. I it's it's a wonderful life, probably is my favorite. If it's I'm thinking if I'm thinking if I'm thinking about my favorite Christmas movie, it's a wonderful life, probably is it. Um there's a lot of them out there, but that's one that I always enjoy watching. I like, you know, but I used to like those little cartoon specials they have on. I always loved The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. I thought it was great. Mr. Magoo's Christmas was really good. Do you even know who Mr. Magoo is? No. What a loser. (laughs) Google it. it. That's all I can say. Mr. Magoo. Google it. Uh, But, yeah, but uh, It's a Wonderful Life, A Christmas Story. Um, See, I love uh, love A Christmas Carol. I just love that retelling. You see it often. Um, do you know what a Christmas Carol is about? Do you know what that's about? Grump, I'm sure I've seen it, but again, it's all part of the same same Christmas movie holiday spirit. All the same stuff. I watched White Christmas with Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye. That was very entertaining. Uh, very good. And there was this girl, she's a dancer, Vera Allen, and she must have a waist that's like 10 inches around. I mean, it, for me to say, damn, that girl's skinny. I mean, damn, that girl's skinny. Grump, I don't even want. To, I don't even want to know what constitutes as skinny for you. Like this, man. Like this. That's her waist. That girl, that girl didn't weigh eighty pounds. I'm telling you, corsets are a hell of a thing, Grumpy. Let me tell you something. They, whatever they, that girl's skinny. That's all, and they were all skinny in that movie. Man, I mean, that, that they had that little no waist at all, none at all. Yeah, it's a corset that had the hourglass shape, Grumpy. I'm sure they yeah. did. But yeah, now, but so what, what's your favorite, Grump? You gave us a few that you liked. Are you going to give us your favorite? Uh, I don't have a, a favorite per se. I have a, a bunch. Like I like for newer movies, I loved Home Alone, the first one. I thought that was really good. I like how you said for newer movies, I like Home Alone, Grumpy. When was the original Home Alone release? Has to be over 20 years ago. 1990. It was 30 years ago. Holy shit, Grumpy. <laughs> I like how you classify 30 years ago as a newer a newer Christmas movie. Well, you're looking, if you're looking all time, like if you're looking at uh, It's a Wonderful Life, that was like 1946, I believe. Uh, and that's old. Oh, but, I know it's an old movie for sure. Like A Christmas Carol, Christmas Carol, the original. I mean, they've had numerous iterations, but the most famous was with Al- Alistair Sim from 1953. I mean, those are older movies, you know. But I, I would consider, you know, Elf is really good too. That's a newer one. Um, I think it was 2000 or 1999 when that came out. Uh, you know, but uh, you have, I think a good Christmas movie has to be where it kind of moves your, your emotions to tears almost. If it doesn't, it's not a Christmas movie. Or it's certainly not a good Christmas movie. You know, what about Santa Claus, <laughs> The Martians? I mean, I don't think that was a great Christmas movie. Didn't even know that was a movie. I saw it once. It was bad. Oh my God, it was bad. Uh-huh. It's actually rated as one of the worst movies of all time, and I could see why. Santa Claus <laughs> meets the Martians. Oh gosh, oh goodness, Grumpy. Well, I, I want to thank you again for being a part of the podcast as always, and uh, want to list. Oh, go ahead, Grump. Are we going to roll out? Are we going to have our Thursday next Thursday podcast? I am not sure, Grumpy. I'm okay. not sure because I'm traveling. We might, we might not. Um, it won't be a live stream. This is the last live stream I know for certain before Christmas. Um, but we should be back hopefully that Sunday or maybe Saturday after. We're going to be back. I mean, we're ready for hockey to start back up. That's for certain, grumpy old man. Um, I am at least. I'm ready for you to have some new material so you don't hear you talking about the same old nonsense I've been hearing you talk about for blasted seven months, grumpy old man. Well, and. Are you going to tell the people about uh, a guest that we have in the pipeline coming up? 
Uh, no, not yet, not yet. We're you know we're we're in the process of getting a few uh, four rounder player that we're looking at. Some, yeah, something the grump, someone the grumpy old man has talked about recently. So. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, maybe we'll go ahead and have him on there sooner rather than later. Uh, maybe right after Christmas. I want to make sure that he can go ahead and be on the live stream. So if people can ask questions, kind of you know clue in as to how life is going for him now. You know what he's doing. I mean, it's a pretty interesting job for certain. So uh, I'll just leave it there, Grumpy. Um, but thank you for being a part of the podcast as always. My pleasure. And I'd like to wish everyone out there a Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And, you know, we just, uh, we hope to have a wonderful uh, Christmas season, especially in these times. But uh, we love everybody out there. We really do. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Have a happy holidays. Couldn't say it better than Grumpy did himself. So thank you so much for listening to the live stream and participating. As always, Grump, and thank you, and Merry Christmas.